Yes, All right, okay. here we go. Here we go. So it is podcast time coming to you from the Rofe Hotel, downtown Dubai's epic podcast studio. Kev Fitzsimmons is here, which it means it's get fit with Kev time. We've already started talking and I'm going to kick things off right away. Totally off our script. So it's going to be a lot of fun, but you know what? We got a, we got a good hour or so of chat and I look forward to uh, getting some comments from folks too. Potaholics with a K at gmail.com. But you know, before we get to all that, let's get Kev on board here and let's start. Let's get fit with Kev time. <sighs> it's the music. It gets me going every time. You need the music, yeah, you know? You yeah, need yeah. it. They set the tone nicely. It's like, I like it. I like it. And uh, <laughs> I, I want to get started right away because you were talking about cycling. Yes. As we're coming in. So you, you do, how often do you cycle? I normally cycle once to twice a week. Okay. Depends depends on uh, my availability through the week. Yeah. So I'll normally go morning time or like late afternoon, four-ish. We're talking o'clock. a serious, like, like how far are you cycling? Uh, uh, 50 kilometers. That's okay, that's 45, serious. 45, 50 kilometers. That's, so that's serious. Two hours. Yeah, yeah. Two, around two hours. At constant pace or are you uh, doing a little bit of a sprint? Yeah, or I'll, I'll Constant pace. Okay. Constant pace. I'll rather, I'll go, um, there's different routes. I'll go up to, I'll I could just cycle. Path. Yeah. So you're off the road, so you're not yeah, going to get hit by cars. A, exactly. Like uninterrupted. Yeah. So there's a couple of routes. There's one towards, as you come out of my community, down towards Jebel Ali. Yeah. Sorry, Jebel Ali towards um, Global Village. Yeah. Yeah. And it comes under the bypass mm. and takes you down around Global Village and it goes to Alberari. Yeah. Yeah. And sure. So the, the, the last point is in Alberari, the oh, farm. Okay. That's where it ends. Yeah. Ah. So it goes you down to there, and then there's literally a, a roundabout at the end that you have to start. You, you look around and then start again. <laughs> it's like the, when you're honest, like the never-ending path, and yeah, then yeah, you yeah. get to the end point, and you're yeah. like, "Oh, what do I do now?" Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, like. So I have to go back on myself. Um, stopped at a nice little bit of breakfast in the, the farm. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then cycle back. Nice uh, organics there. I mean, yes, the, nice. those of you who are outside of Dubai and not here, the farm is in, in the El Barari community, yeah, which is yeah. a lush green oasis. It's in Dubai, but it's sort of on the backside of Dubai. Doesn't and feel like you're in Dubai, no, does it? It is so green. It is so lush. And within there, there's this restaurant and there's, there, you know, there's a fitness studio and stuff, but giant mansions in this great little restaurant area called The Farm, which is full of organic nice. foods and organic foodstuffs. And it's idyllic setting. Yeah, it's beautiful. Nice. Water nice. running through. Therapeutic, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You hear, the, you hear the little waterfalls and birds. And it's a green. nice omelet in there. It was nice. Mm, there you go. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so, yeah, you got that route, yeah. Alberari, come yeah. back through, or the Alcudra cycle path, which is... Right and right up towards the last exit, okay. which then goes right out into the desert. Right. In the, in the and then once you get to the last exit, you can take a right and keep going because I see right, the road yeah. keeps going. I don't yeah, know. Correct. I don't so know where it's it, going. From there, when I get to to Alcudra, from where I am in Town Square, it goes up. Yeah. It takes it's about twenty kilometers. Okay. And then there's two routes. There's a yeah. fifty kilometer route or a ninety eight kilometer route. Okay. Okay. And then obviously you just choose which you go, um, and then. I have to bear in mind that I've got to go back another 20 kilometers. Right. So normally I would just do the trouble is with cycling, the time <laughs> consume, the time yes, that yeah, it takes yeah. to yeah. do it. So like, I have to be mindful of that because I don't want to be really more long, longer than two and two hours, 15 or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to spend too much more time than that. So I'll cycle up, get to the last exit, 
spin back around and then come down and back and it normally takes me two hours or so right. but it's brilliant so and then also where I live in the community there's a nice little route up and down the roads and yeah, yeah. in and around the back up towards May Dubai right. water plant yeah, I yeah. literally went last Sunday cycled through <laughs> Camels just heard <laughs> of them just come out of nowhere, just yeah. all around me. And I was, yeah. I had this conversation with someone the other day. It's funny because I'm so amazed as like not being from Dubai as an expat, thinking, "Wow, camels! I'm fixated. Like I love." It's 21 wow. years here, and I'm still fixated by <laughs> <The> camels. camels. <laughs> 21 then, years in, and then I had this conversation. I said, "I was like, I can't believe how cool these camels are." And then. Look, there's a camel when you drive past. Whoa, yeah. camel, camel! You're putting yeah, yeah. it. You say that to like a local, and they'll be like, "Yeah, it's a camel." And then I had this this conversation with someone. Said, "Well, imagine you were in the UK and you drive down the road and you see a cow." Yeah. And I'd just be like, "Yeah, it's a cow." Yeah. But then no, someone who's not used that would be like, "Whoa, look at these cows yeah, in the field!" Exactly. You know? exactly. So it's like the, <laughs> so. Then when they put it like that, I was like, "Suppose, yeah, yeah, yeah." So when I, if a, if it was all anew, yeah. it wouldn't be so. Yeah. You know, interested, but yeah. no, obviously, cool. but these camels, I love them. Yeah, they're, they're fine. cool. Yeah, they're yeah. smelly though. Oh, yeah, man. yeah. Like yeah. you, you know, if you don't see them, sometimes you're you're out there and you're cycling or you're walking and suddenly, that's <laughs> like, oh, there's camels. <laughs> yes, and you know, and it's funny because you see pictures of people getting out and feeding. You got to be aware; those things bite. Yeah, they, and spit. <laughs> so you got to be, you know, you, hopefully it's in a good mood. Well, to get close enough. I to read them. up and it says they can do that, but um, they're normally they're normally pretty nice, pretty, pretty nice, but. You never know with it being a wild animal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. With it being a wild animal, you, you don't know. You, do you just you? don't know. You, they're unpredictable. So, so it's... Someone and, in Jebel Ali, why I remember, there's someone who lives in the gardens, uh -huh. in the community around there. Someone had an exotic animal living in the house, <sighs> in a cage. Yikes. It was a sever, a sever cat. Wow. Which is like yeah. a house domestic cat yeah. on steroids. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, two, three sizes bigger. Yeah. Um, and it was just, it escaped. So it was jumping into the gardens. Oh, no. And the guys that I would do some one-to-one -one stuff in their garden didn't didn't come into their garden, but it was in their community. And it, someone had sent a picture into the WhatsApp, the, fam, the community group on Facebook. And they were saying, like, they, like, they showed me this picture. And it was like, this cat is North African. It can reach up to 50 miles an hour. It's normally not um, a threat to humans, but yeah. it can be... Um, it can be at risk. It, well, it's a wild animal, animal, so it's an uncertainty. Yeah. You never know. Uh, so, like, <laughs> so, it's like be careful. Yeah. So, it, so it just made me think of that. But um, in terms of like the, the camels, anyway, and on the cycling route, it's a it's a great route through. You're in the desert. You get your you get your wildlife. You uninterrupted, no cars, and then from time to time, you get a little flyover of the air. Uh, the fighter planes yeah. coming over doing the practice, and no. so yeah, it's good. And, and and in terms of exercise and expenditure of calories, it's oh, a, there we go. I'm, I'm I look at me watch. I'm expending over a thousand calories. See, that's what you want to do. And I treat it more as exercise than training. Yeah, I look at them differently. Exercise. So hold on a second. So you're thinking exercise is yeah. one thing, training is <laughs> yeah, another thing. Yeah, because yeah. I always think exercise is exercise, training yeah. is training. It, it, you know, tomato, tomato, potato, potato. It's the same thing. Yeah, no, but I, no. I'd say. For me personally, I look at training like I'm really like going for it, trying to imp improve in, um, say. So give me an example of what a training session for you is. A training session for me is I'm going to go get on the treadmill and do yeah. some hit session or outdoors. 
I'm going to do 20. Hit, hit his high hit. intensity training yeah. in case I, anyone. I'm going. High hit. intensity interval training. Yes. Yeah. I, Double eyes. Double eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Dot the eyes, cross the, the T's. T's. There yeah. we go. <laughs> so 20 seconds on. Yeah. 10 seconds off. Right. I am going flat out sprinting. Boom. 20 seconds. Yeah, I hate doing that. Um, <laughs> I'm doing it for six minutes. Yeah. I'm all out. My intensity's high. Yeah. If I'm if things. I'm exercising, <laughs> yeah. if I'm exercising, yeah. I'm going for a jog for 30 minutes. Okay. At a steady state. All right. So I do, a, I do a lot of exercise. I don't do much training. Yeah. <laughs> so when I'm doing the, for me personally, when I'm doing the airy fairy fluffy stuff, that's just to keep me... Yeah, fit and healthy and um, yeah. and day to day. Then I'll do I'll exercise, but like I'll cycle at constant pace. But if I want to train when I'm on the bike, yeah. then I need to do like intervals of right. like forty five seconds flat out or yeah. thirty seconds. Then I'll fifteen seconds off or whatever it may be. Yeah. So I do look at it like that. Okay. And 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 I'll I'll often treat an exercise day as more like a recovery okay. between yeah. training yeah. type sessions. So. And, and I guess it's really important for folks when they're thinking their own exercise regime to, to keep in mind, okay, what are my goals? So you got to know what your yes, goal is to realize, because maybe you're just someone who wants to do exercise mm-hmm. like that. You, you're, you want to maintain a, con, you know, your, your health level. You want to maintain some stamina. You want to be able to go up and down the stairs with your kids or, you know, whatever. Whereas someone might say, well, look, my goal is to do this triathlon or my goal is to, to, you know, run this half marathon or my goal is to, and, and, you know, pick the goal. I want to do, I want to do the CrossFit games, right? Or whatever. So, okay. Now you got, yes, on your down day, you need to do exercise, but you need to train. You need to be training. And that's correct. uh, So now your goals. So for me as, as well, like. There's two things is one, I play football. So I want to always try and improve okay. my physical capabilities yeah. from, you know, in football. And, and then it's just like, secondly, it's in, in my head is I like to push myself yeah. every now and then all the time. I'm trying to like, so like plodding along at the same pace and exercise for me doesn't work. I like to, uh-huh. I have a little thing in my head where I've got to like, you know, every week or so I've got to have a high intensity session where I'm pushing myself and pushing myself. But if you keep doing the high intensity stuff, then you'll break down. So it's all about this balance balance between well, injuries. Part of that breakdown is the injury. If you you train, 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 exercise, and then training, exercise, training, exercise, training, and your exercise. I mean, one of the things I always notice when I'm training is my exercise sessions, as much as I say they're just a maintenance and I'm just going to keep moving, I start pushing myself and I start getting faster and faster and faster at what I'm doing or, you know, and I'm, yeah. I'm really put, and then inevitably I get an Achilles thing. So I'm talking running. So I might, yeah, 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 yeah. you know, instead of doing a, an easy jog, I'm suddenly doing a much faster jog. And if I'm combining that with my training, inevitably yeah, it I, get, it I get an injury. Well, this is it. A lot of people think that um, you have to train, 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 push, 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 yeah. push every session, every day. Train every day and yeah. push yourself every day. But that's not the case. When you recover, that's when the adaptations occur and that's mm-hmm. when you're getting better. Yeah. So I and I had the conversation with someone yesterday about it and they're saying, do I need to go to the gym seven times a week? No, you don't. <laughs> no, you don't. How many times do you think? Well, you know, it depends um, how much time you have. What's yeah. your availability? Um, 
what's your your appetite for it? Like yeah, what, what, yeah, what how, it, how, yeah. Everything. There's a number of factors that come into play, and so, it's it's funny because it's different for everyone. Out everyone. There's no, there's no one size fits all. Yeah, it's simple. We as spend that. a lot of time, especially with the Instagram. So you know, I might yeah. be looking at Instagram, and then I see you know one one guy I follow because I, I I did the men's health challenge years mm. ago. Okay, where you, you that transformation challenge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I kind of cheated a little bit. So we. we <laughs> We went and did the workouts with with the trainer. So I'm all, always watching Jay Christie. Okay. Cool guy. And so what would happen when we were doing the men's health challenge is we, we met three times a week and we did workouts. On the other days, I was doing workouts, CrossFit workouts with my son okay. just to keep up. Yes. So it's like, yes. you know, there, there was a transformation. I, not, as, not as much as the young guys, but it, it, it was, but it was work. It was like that month, a month and a bit. We went, we went over a month and it was, it was work. Yeah. It was a lot of work. The thing, the thing, well, that's good. That's good. The <laughs> thing with the thing with training, it's about getting the balance between training and recovery, right? And that's exactly what a strength and conditioning job uh, coach's role is: mm. is trying to get the balance between being able to push for adaptations to make yeah. them better and constantly raise the ceiling. Ah, okay. But at the same time, is giving them enough recovery for the adaptations to occur. Right. So if you keep pushing, 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 the fatigue levels rise, and there's a risk of injury. There's um, and injuries happen so so quick, don't they? It's, without, it's, yeah, it's, it's a little thing, and then by the time I always find because this is my own personal thing, I you know I I've always I'm always struggling with calf and and mm -hmm. and Achilles stuff and you know, my own fault because I'll feel the start of something. I can run through it, yeah. but this is and then exactly. I, but I know in my head is no no you can't run through it. Don't run through it, but I will run through it. And yeah. then I'll spend a month recovering from yeah. something that yes. if I just stopped, because as soon as you stop, it feels perfect. But no, yes. no, no, but no. This is it. This is it. <laughs> and you keep trying to push through it and push through it. And then before you know it, it leads into a strain and then it gets worse. And, 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 and then you're out for six weeks and then yeah. you, you actually end up back, but worse off than where you started. Oh, yeah. And then it's a rebuilding process then. Yeah. So it's a fine balance between getting the pushing for adaptations and getting the recovery time. And the recovery, the recovery time is is more important because that's uh, it's it, it's that's where the adaptations occur. That's where you get better. That's where you're recovering, ready so that you're ready to perform for your next session. Right. So um, it's it's easier to probably to get someone to train than it is to recover in some ways <laughs> yeah, yeah. in terms of athletes and yeah, yeah. at that level, but when, when you're going to a higher level and so on. And, you know, it, it's just um, trying to get the balance, getting them to, to put, place a big emphasis on recovery because a lot of guys will try and push, 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 push. Thinking that, hey, if I keep pushing, I'm going to get gonna better, better. I'm going to get better. I'm going to get better. Not necessarily But then true. it's a balancing act because yeah. then the recovery is just as important, if not more important. You get better in that time. You recover in that time. So the guy, train smarter, not harder. Right. Very way to look. Those, the best that's way why. To, there we go. Train yeah. smart, not harder. Train hard. smart, not hard. So I might train um, one day. The next day, maybe I have a rest day or an active recovery day. The next day, I train, have an active recovery day. I train, recovery, recover. That's a nice way of doing it. Yeah. Or you go lower day intensity, moderate day intensity, high intensity, yeah. rest day, low high mod, uh, low mod high, and and you sort of periodize it so that you get mm. a progressive overload from day to day. Okay, 
and you get a recovery in between. What do I mean by low, moderate, high? Good question. Okay, low might be a aerobic type session. All right. For 30 minutes okay. running. Nice. Moderate. Okay, what, what am I t- talking about? Moderate. Is it volume I'm increasing? Is it intensity? Okay, you could maybe look at it. Okay, instead of doing a low low intensity steady state run, I might do a high intensity, but I'm going to go 30 seconds on, 30 seconds off. Then the next day, okay, I'm going to do it one more time into a high intensity, and then it's going to be 30 seconds on, 15 seconds off. So you sort of get that low moderate high mm. across the days and then depending on what you add to that could be all right well the high intensity day is i have a, a weight session in as well i have you know a mm. hit session i have a, mo- a weight session and you know in your own body what's what's yeah, going to yeah. be low what's going to be moderate and what's going to yeah. be high you know and it's just uh, adding on volume reps less recovery time and you can progressively over it i find for me if i put it on the calendar and and sort of chart it out yeah. saying okay this is where i'm going mentally i start preparing for mm-hmm. it and i realize okay this is what you're going to be doing yeah. so I, I get there whereas if i just kind of play it you know loosey-goosey and just say okay well what are we going to do today i'm i'm, I'm always set for doom because yeah. i'm going to go for the least amount of effort at any given time and i'll convince yeah. myself yeah i need to take another day it is it, yes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's good people write it down and they're more inclined to follow it it's yeah. been shown that studies have shown yeah. that you write it down this is what we're doing for the week this is what we're doing for Especially the month if other people can see it you post it up somewhere this is my calendar yeah you're accountable then aren't you yeah you're so accountable it's... but big emphasis on recovery don't go just think i need to work seven days a week and push 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 recover hard or should i say train hard recover harder yeah and then in that recovery time, that's when the adaptations occur. Okay, you will get better. You'll be ready for your next session, and it's and it, that would be more uh, sustainable than it would be to just keep pushing. Where you're going to put yourself at risk of an injury and not getting the adaptations to occur. Okay. There we so go. There we go. It's it's interesting because we're in Ramadan right now, so I'm, I'm yeah. date stamping this conversation, which is something we don't usually do. I mean, things are usually pretty because mm-hmm. we we record and you know behind the scenes of our podcasting, we record. It could be weeks before they finally hit the cycle. Yes, uh, which is which is always nice from from my side yeah. with the production of it. <laughs> but one of the things in the holy month of Ramadan that happens is we get folks fasting. I mean, that's yeah, that's part correct. of it. It's for a month. And that is, you know, a, a very interesting time. Mm. It's, it's one of the things that I find f- interesting about it is indeed, that means there's no food, there's no water from sunup to sundown, mm-hmm. which in the peak of Ramadan, in the cycle that we're in right now, that's, that's going to be about 14 plus hours at one, at one point, just, a, just over 14 hours. That fasting is different than intermittent fasting yes. that we talk about when we're talking about health and fitness. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's the same in that mm-hmm. there's there's no food and no water coming in, but intermittent fasting as a lifestyle and exercise choice is a little bit different. And it's I find it very interesting from an exercise perspective and a fitness and lifestyle perspective that there are folks that I've spoken to who are who are, are so pro intermittent fasting, and they they say, look, you know, yeah, this this really works for my for my fitness regime. And I've 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 talked to a lot of fitness professionals who say, you know, I'm not so sure. 
And, and then there's somewhere in between where sometimes I fall in is look, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll go to bed at 10 o'clock at night and, you know, wake up at six in the morning, then jump out and, and do some exercise, you know, go for a run, go for a cycle, do, you know, go for a swim, not having had any food, not really having had any liquids. So I'm, I'm really training in that moment or doing exercise in a fasting state. And then when I'm done, I'll have my breakfast, I'll have my oats and my, my yogurt and my water and my juice. And I, you know, for me, I tend to get good results. I, I although I, I probably punctuate that style of whatever you want to call it before I go for the run or before I go for the swim, I'll take a shot in espresso. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to drink a bottle of water, but I'll have a shot of espresso, go do yeah. my thing, and then come back and, and dive in. And for me, it really works. But I've never engaged in fitness intermittent fasting. Mm-hmm. And I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm not, yeah. I don't know. I'm <laughs> just, sure on the topic. Well, well, I don't, I just don't know if, you know, I kind of look at it and go, my, my gut and my sensibility says, I don't think no. this is 100% working for me. Yeah. No, for, for, for me, um, it's, it's very, very simple. The more you expend, um, the more you consume, mm-hmm. the more you expend, right. you will lose weight. Right. It's as simple as that. Yeah. The less, less you expend and the more you, more you consume, you'll, you'll, you'll gain weight. Right. Okay. So in terms of intermittent fasting, eating high carb, low fat, eating in the morning, eating in the evening... Um, it's all got the it, it it's completely pointless in doing that because yeah. if you're looking to lose weight because it's all about how much you how much you sp- expend versus how much you consume. So that could be if you're going to intermittent fast, of course you're going to lose weight. Probably if well you're going to probably lose weight if you don't consume as much as you're being off. Simple as that, really. So that could be spread across four hours, five hours, six hours, seven hours, you know. But if you intermittent fast and still eat (laughs) 3,000, 4,000 calories, you're not going to lose weight, you know. So there's no secret magic formula to this. It's as simple as from whatever you burn off and expend in versus consumption, if, if you outweigh the balance between the two, if you consume more and move less, you'll gain weight. If you expend more and consume less, you'll, you'll, <laughs> you'll, gain, yeah. you'll, you'll gain weight. So um, there's, Every, no, there's no magic, f- serious, yeah. like magic formula to this. Um, and, and people say, oh, yeah, I'm eating this high-carb, um, low-fat diet. I'm, eat, I'm eating, I'm intermittent fasting. Well, okay, but what are you still consuming? Yeah. Ultimately, and second of all, why are you doing that? You're <laughs> gonna have less energy for yourself through the day. Why not eat in more frequent periods? Yeah. Three, four hours. Time. See, that's, that's the key thing, right there. Is yeah, is keeping a balance of right. our sugar and our insulin levels. And as soon as you go eat, and then okay, I eat my breakfast at seven thirty, and too many people eat way too much sugar at breakfast. And then I get, I have like four coffees. Not me, but I'm talking about some yeah, folks yeah, who are. Yeah. And then I don't eat anything until noon. So you go all the way down. Then at noon, I have my McDonald's big peaks and troughs. So then. 
then I get this big spike and then I get this other big one because I don't eat now until nine at night. Then I go to bed on a full stomach. Oh, and then you, you wake up and you wonder, why have I got three more belt yes. you know, notches? Why am I expanding my yeah. belt? And yeah. as well, there you go. Because you're, but if you were to eat smaller meals and I, I do this and I, it's funny because I'll have my lunchbox, right? When I'm even at home. And I, when I get off it, my wife will say, what, what's going on? Why aren't you eating lunch? It's like, yeah, I don't know. And then, then I'll be sitting on the sofa going, I'm so tired. Well, of course you're tired because you haven't, A, you haven't been eating. B, you haven't been hydrating. Yeah. And your body is now craving and it's shutting down for some rest because it's, it's, it's not nourished. Yes, exactly. So. And if, you, if you're not having um, protein, some source of protein right. every three to four hours. Yeah. That's where atrophy occurs. So the muscle yeah. actually starts to break down. So in terms of um, aesthetics and how you want to look and well, and just in general being stronger yeah. and um, that's going to take a hit as well. Mm. So mostly you find all these, the, the people doing this, um, they're, they're trying to, you know, look better. Right. Well, that's a, that's a big motivator. Counteracting what you're yeah. doing by <laughs> not taking... You're having a big period. You know, if you go to bed at 10 o'clock at night and then you don't have nothing till, I don't know, so you go to bed at, let's say, 10, you wake up at 7, nine yeah. hours sleep. Uh-huh. You then don't have nothing till lunchtime. <laughs> well, That's fast right there. Like three, four, five, another yeah. five hours, yeah. 12 hours without food, yeah. without um, protein. There's going to be, you know, yeah. you, you, you there's a massive period there where you're not getting any protein into the muscle. The more muscle you have, the faster your uh, metabolism is, the more egg mm. calories you expend yeah. from day to day. So um, you're actually counteracting what you're trying to achieve. Um, but the, I see it more as like a fad rather than a sustainable way of losing losing weight. Everything you can lose weight depends on how much you consume and how much you expend. Um, but to do it in a sustainable and um, in in a way that you're going to have more energy, have more, you know, to train, to go day to day, I would say have something every three to four hours, some small, smaller meals, something with protein based in there um, and definitely having breakfast. Now, a good thing, you know, that this, you talk about when you wake up in the morning, you go yeah. out for a run. You can do that fasted, which is which fine in terms of, calorie loss and expenditure and um, fat fat burning Um, if you know but you said then about taking the espresso in the morning so believe it or not if you have an espresso you're still fasted in the fasted state it doesn't affect the the pathways the same is if you consume egg whites Uh in the morning they're actually shown to to cooked, go or, to cooked or raw? Cooked. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> We're, We're not, not doing a rocky. rocky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. Definitely not rocky style. <laughs> you know, just putting the egg whites in there. <laughs> oh, yeah, I feel good. <laughs> Get the ca- no, not rocky-esque. Not rocky-esque. So cooked egg whites. I ran up those steps, by the way, in, in, in Philly. Uh, you know what? We, we went. We were, we, did we were in, doing it at the I top. Did. Yeah, we so. were in Pennsylvania. And we were we were in the middle of nowhere, Pennsylvania, and it was like a two hour drive. And I said, "I said, you know, we gotta go, we gotta go." And we did. We found it. We found it. There's a statue there, and we went and did it. It was like everyone was doing Gosh. it. 
Everyone's doing it, and running then, up the steps. You get to the top. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. 100%. <laughs> if you go and you're doing it, definitely. Yeah. Right. You've got a town all steps by where I live in the east of London. <laughs> Everyone does it. Not quite the same. Yeah. Like. yeah. But so take the egg whites. Take the egg whites. You're still fasting? Cook them. Yeah. Yeah. You're, okay. still, you're still fasting. Oh, okay. It's to do with like pathways of which the, the food will go and it still keeps your body in a steady um, um, stated, okay. uh, fasted, steady fasted. Right. And the fasted. But, but stuff's going in. Yeah, but stuff's going in. So you're still getting the calories. So you're getting the protein in, but it's not affecting the pathways in terms. It's good to know. So. That that that's a that's one way of doing it, and then you're getting your um, another one is um, you know Lucasaid and Gatorade yeah, and these yeah. type of things. Yeah. People will orally pull curry sweat. Yes, yeah. <laughs> put them into <laughs> the mouth. That one. <laughs> put them into the mouth. Yeah. Swill around the mouth, huh? and then spit it out. Spit it out, and then that really is like an athlete's thing. Is they take that get out of still, here? Honestly. It's footballers still, do that? Not footballers, but like you talk a marathon runners okay, and that's, stuff like this. And that's the one. You, you ever do a marathon? Yes. yes. When you're at about 30, 30 or so kilometers in, you get to you're getting to that last ten k, yes. and you got people out there with cups of coke and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like, dude, <laughs> you want some coke? I'll pass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. literally, that's what I did. I said I'll pass. But you know what? I get it when you say they they spit out because and and those are people who have never done a marathon. It's it's an interesting thing. There's a there's a danger point in marathons mm-hmm. around all of these liquid stations, mm-hmm. especially if they're giving you soda and people are spitting yeah. it out. Because I found it got so slippery, and I'm running, and there's this wet area which is water oh, yeah, 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 and yeah. coke and whatever. Yeah. It was so slippery. Yeah. Anyway, the interesting thing when you're running as well is you need to replace the sodium and the salts. Yeah, I did. That's do why that. people pa- pass out and collapse because they're oh. replacing the water, yeah. but they need to replace the sodium and yeah. the cell in in the cell. Yeah. And it, that's where people collapse. So that's why people have like That was um, the last 2 kilometers. They'll have like re, re yeah. rehydrate tablets yeah, yeah, yeah. or um Gatorades, yeah. Powerades. These the, are going to help you. The last 2 yeah. kilometers was the saddest point of the marathon. And not for me. I mean, I finished, but it was, it was, that was the point where suddenly physiologically yeah, I'm were, going, holy were, mackerel, yeah. like this, is, I've never felt this yeah. before. And, and the way muscles were tightening, but you, there were also people who at the last two kilometers were sitting on the curb, but they could not move anymore because the minerals and salts yeah. were depleted. Yeah, 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 Their yeah. muscles had just said, can't do it. Yeah. And you just see people and they're just in tears because they've made it all that way. And they physically are, they, they're broken. They yeah, can't do it, it's, and it's just like sad. I, I, it was it so it takes you to a tough place. Yeah, marathons. Yeah, I did one. Then I Which thought one I'd do did it. you do? I did here, Dubai. Did you? I did Dubai marathon. Nice. And and I said after I did the first one, I said never again. Then I said yeah, I'm going to do it again after a year. And I and I started training and serious training, and then I stopped because I just started to experience things mm. that I went okay. You know what? You know, I mean, I was running 20 kilometers a day at one point with training. And that's when I started to feel some potential injury things happening. Like it was the first sign. I just went, you know what? And I still had maybe two months of training to go. And I just went, or a month of training to go. And I just went, you know what? It's not worth it. I'm not doing it. So I was happy with what I yeah, did. Yeah, so yeah, I, I, yeah. And it was one of those things. I always wanted to do it. Yeah, you've done it. I did it. And I just said, you know what? I'm not doing it again. Yeah. <laughs> you've ticked the list now. It's ticked off the list now, haven't you? And, and, and it's funny because so, folks so said- good achievements. Yeah. Folks said, are you going to do a half marathon? I said, no. 
and said, you know, <laughs> are you going to do, what about 10 Ks? No. No. You, you know what I didn't like about the marathon? Go on. Is I always train alone. So I'm always running alone. Like it's just me. Mm-hmm. When you go to a yeah. marathon, there's yeah. a lot of people. It. it was me versus. I felt it. I found it very distracting hearing all of the running shoes because it's yeah, pretty yeah, quiet, yeah, yeah. but it's all that pop, 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 pop. And I just, I just, I, I kind of went, like no, I didn't like it at all. I just kind of went, you know, I'm, 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 and there's, that's when you get, again, what are your goals and what do you train like? And you get folks who are competing with each other. I'm not competing with anyone. Although there's always that competition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, that guy's ahead of me and I'm going to catch him. And then, you know, 10 kilometers later, you're past him going, dude, I show you yeah, too fast. Yeah. Uh, but I, I found it really distracting all the running shoes, clipping and clopping. And I just didn't enjoy being around all the people. Weird. It's interesting. Yeah. Isn't it? It's yeah. weird. Maybe train in a group next time. Yeah, maybe exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that might help the situation. So we'll see. Maybe, yeah. maybe, at, maybe when I hit sixty, I'll do another marathon. Just yeah, to, yeah. Just to, that's the one. That's I did. I did a marathon in. You know, the, have you heard of the Eden Project? Yes. Yes, I did the Eden Project marathon wow. in Cornwall. Wow. And that was literally. It, it was. There's hills there, though. <laughs> I mean, here it was flat. It was a fell run. Oh, fell run marathon. Wow. Well, I didn't know that, did I? Oh. I signed up to it. Oh. Run! I was scrambling, scrambling up um, hills. Yeah, running through forests, yeah. jumping through puddles, jumping over trees, tree stumps, and all sorts yeah. of things. It was it was good. It was really good. But it was up country lanes. Yeah, down, up and down. We, we um, it rained, the thunder and lightning. It had everything. Yeah. everything happened. But that had like about 150 people did the marathon. Yeah, and about. A thousand people do the half marathon. Right. So there was one point where you went yeah. left to half, <laughs> right for the full, and literally 150 people went right, and yeah. the rest and left. But what you found, you start was, to realize that, it, it, that you know, marathon. There's really not that many people run a marathon. No, I no. Because when you're there, you're around people who are all doing it. But yeah, really, you, it's I a didn't small realize group of until I seen the results afterwards. But it was like yeah. it was that was a tough one because you would be running for like you may enjoy it, but I was running for like two. Yeah. About twenty kilometers of it without seeing a single person. Yeah. Like no one at the side of I had the road. No issue. I would have no issues with yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. No, no one at the side of the that. road. No one yeah. no water station. No nothing for for a long, long period. And yeah. then I got to this family home and then they, they had the table with like jelly babies and, <laughs> and drinks and stuff. I was like, Yes, people have yeah. gone the right way. So so it was in, that was an interesting one. Yeah. But great experience. And then at the end you got yourself Cornish pasty. Oh, there we go. Wow. Cornish wow. pasty. Um, a Cornish ale. Okay. Um, I can get that. T-shirt and a medal. And you had Boom. it all in the Eden Project. And then nice. my friend who we were with, he come and he had access to the Eden Project for free, yeah, which yeah. is quite expensive to yeah, access. Yeah. But what an, what an um, environment to run in. And the Eden Project itself is brilliant. Um, so yeah, it, it was brilliant. I stayed in the tent overnight, stayed in Cornwall. Nice. nice. We had like a storm overnight. So, so it was like... That's really cool. like hardcore, but it, it was yeah. a great experience. And, and as you, as I said, it's ticking it off the accomplishment yeah. list, isn't it? Yeah. Is it, here's an interesting one. So we're talking intermittent fasting. We're talking yeah. training. We're talking right. Is is I often he, read and see contradictory information yeah. about drinking water before you eat meals. So I'm I'm looking at Noom, the the weight loss app yeah. and I and I'm watching stuff and they're and they're always talking drink some water yeah. keep well hydrated I mean you should be drinking three liters of water a day yeah. anyway most people don't and they're saying you know, look before you're gonna have your dinner have some water yeah have a couple glasses of water and that's gonna not only 
you know, fills up your stomach, but it also, you know, it's okay. And I'm I'm thinking that works well. Then I'm watching this other uh, celebrity trainer, uh, Autumn Calabresi. Really cool. Like she's, you know, she's a, she's a really cool woman who does food and fitness and runs programs and, and really helps people with those transformations. And she's, she was doing one thing the other day and she's going, hold on a second. You probably don't, you know, honestly, don't fall into the trap of drinking water to lose weight before you eat because the downside of doing that, she says, think about this people, is you down, you know, a half a liter of water, a liter of water right before you eat and then you put food on top of it. What's the water doing? Diluting the stomach mm. acids that are actually helping to break down and digest the food. So now you're in, now you're having an impact on the, the way your cells are metabolizing mm. the contents because of the way it breaks down. Are you really doing yourself any favors? And I'm going, well, now who do I believe? <laughs> mm, that's an interesting, I know, that's I an interesting thought, huh? line of, of, um, of thinking, but from an, you know, from a, from a real, is it going to have a massive influence if you're still doing all the right things in yeah. terms of like what you're consuming and what you're eating? And, yeah. you know, is that, is that a little bit too specific that needs to be like yeah. considered? I don't think so. For me personally, I would say as long as you're, Going back to you know you you're burning off more than you're consuming and you're right. eating the right stuff yeah. in that meal and, and you having water whether you have it pre yeah. post during I wouldn't yeah. say it'd be a massive thing to consider and I think too that's much. I think that's always the issue is balancing yeah. out what you're yeah. eating people yeah. sit down that's to a meal it. and they just have way too much mm-hmm. you see it all the time you know it's yeah. it's, it's it's yeah you're gonna have a, a 300 gram piece yeah. of meat and then you're gonna have two baked potatoes and you're gonna have a basket full of bread and you're gonna skip on the the veggies because yes. well, i don't really want to have my broccoli and then you kind of look at well what did you eat and, and it's not that the protein of the meat 300 grams is a bad thing would you have a breakfast would you have for lunch would you have for snacks do you really need 300 grams <laughs> it's yes. like yeah. probably yeah, yeah, you yeah, yeah. and you'll see it you'll see it people eating right and you walk around the restaurants and you watch it and you and you got two groups of people one group of people who say yeah i really want that piece of meat and i'm at i'm gonna eat that and and about three quarters of the way through it they've had enough and they've got you know they're either going to take it with them or they just it gets scrapped and you get the other group of people whose parents always said make sure you finish everything on your plate they're starving kids in ethiopia yeah. and you're 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 getting so full that you you kind of you're see, you see people leaving and they kind of go oh I can't move. It was such a good meal. And it's like, well, yeah, you know what? You're not doing yourself any favor. Yeah. Overindulging. Yeah. And, yeah. and the problem is the overindulging doesn't just happen once a week. It happens yes. every Correct. single yeah. meal. Yeah. And it's, I always find it interesting because, you know, you put the food out and you think, oh man, I got to have more food. We got a lot of people. We, you eat Everyone eats proportionally to what what is available. It, it, yeah, correct. and what they really correct. need. If you're sitting there and you're 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 having some liquids and you've got your food and you've had a, a couple of little appetizers mm-hmm. of of things, just little things. And as it all starts to sink in, by the time you get to dinner, you only need 150, 100 yeah, grams yeah, of yeah. meat because you're already full. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a, the, the, I think there was who was it? The, I read something a while back about. Um, people consuming food and who were looking for weight loss and yeah. they would buy smaller plates. Right, right, yeah. And then it, <laughs> you, you eat in relation to what's yeah. on the plate sort of yeah. thing. So you cook 
what fits to the plate sort yeah. of thing, you know? And you see that at some of the buffets? Well, I mean, buffets right now are kind of, they're not existing yeah. anywhere in the world. Yeah. But think back a little bit, and, and I'd seen that. Although, well, here in the Emirates- You always overeat when you go to a buffet. Yeah, but I've yeah. noticed at some of the places where you go, even now- they, they're, you, it's not a self-serve buffet, but there might be someone serving you, but you can go up and, and the chafing dishes yeah. are there. The places that are very mindful of this have smaller plates. Uh, yeah. And I've seen this at more okay, and more. Okay, yeah. And you never noticed actually. Some, when I some places have big plates, but a lot of places they've, they've decreased the size of the plates. That's a good way. And they're just a little smaller. It? And you just. I wonder less. if that's to um, look after the the consumer, or is that to look after the stock? In oh, there? Yeah. Hey, you know <laughs> it's what? Definitely the stock, isn't it? It's absolutely. <laughs> it's absolutely. They're they're saying, hey, we're going to have less waste. We're going to have yeah. to make less food. And oh yeah, by the way, the consumer is going to eat less anyway. And because you can still go up. So yeah, you got a smaller plate, three quarter of the size. You can still go up three, four times, yeah, yeah. but you don't. You know, you go up once. So true, isn't it? Because you start thinking then psychologically, yeah. oh, well, I've had three plates. Now. Yeah, and and every time you get up, you move around. Everything settles a bit. Then mm -hmm. you get some stuff. So I've I've more than once I've I've put a little bit on my plate, eaten it. That's I'm going to go get a little bit more. And by the time I stand up and get back to where I want to go, it's like. Yeah, you know, I'm not going to yeah, get that omelet now. I'm just going to yeah. get a piece of fruit yeah. and I'm going to get this and I get two little things and, and I walk back and I'm full. And, you know, and, and, but that, that's always the other problem with a buffet or, or those things where you can go and eat all you want yeah. is you, know, you spend whatever it is and you feel, I got to get my money's worth. Yes. <laughs> it's like, Correct. I'll get that's my money's worth on the oysters. Like, I'll yeah. get my money's worth on the oysters. Yeah. You know, it's like, well, you didn't spend that. I said, no, no, I ate, I ate my weight in oysters. I'm good. <laughs> it is, isn't it? but then it, it, it's then just about being being sensible with stuff it's like okay well all right i'm gonna have there's more available to me during breakfast yeah so i'll eat more but then come lunchtime i'll just eat less i'll yeah. just have less i'll have yeah. a, i'll have a small snack a protein based snack protein. What, would, what would your what would your lunchtime protein based uh, snack be it, maybe just a protein shake itself okay Powder with water, yeah, two hundred yeah. milliliter water, one scoop yeah. of protein, mix it up, drink, done. This is this is a good protein snack right there. Something it's, like that, yeah. It's got a lot of. There's a bit of cauliflower yeah. in there. Oh, oh and, and the sweetness is uh, passion fruit. Yeah, I've seen the little bit black of pips at the bottom. A little I can bit of see, passion I see, yeah, yeah, But I put yeah. that through my ninja, and it, that's pretty good. But look at that, isn't that just perfect? Something like that. Yeah, you can see them on the bottom. It's nice they settle out, which mm -hmm. is great. But uh, so that's good. Um, but going back to fasting. Don't intermittent fast. Just not your advice. Don't no, do my it. advice. My advice is don't intermittent fast. Eat every three, four hours. Yeah. Try and move a bit more. Try and get some exercise in. Consume less, and that's where the weight loss will happen in a more sustainable way. You'll have more energy to to train, and um, and it also psychologically, you're not training yourself and putting yourself through it like quite a difficult time yeah. having a, such a, a long period where you're not having something it is easier done when you go to bed and then wake up yeah. the next day and you don't have something till lunch yeah but you could have more energy and be more motivated than if you have something in the morning and still get the same results mm. but doing it in a more sustainable way there that's we go. my advice what are, what are the big things when we start talking about training and we, we kind of clicked on this right at the very beginning, we were talking about some of these interesting athletes and you know, the, the F1 drivers yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and golfers are another one. A lot of golfers yeah. are pretty darn serious, seriously in yeah, shape. And yeah. I mean, you see some as well that you kind of go, Whoa, dude, but there's, there's, you know, you, you look at what, what, what golfers are doing and 
those folks who are in really good shape mm-hmm. golf better yes, and have less correct, injuries correct. and stuff. Which, which kind of leads me to that whole idea when we were talking about training and things, and mm-hmm. we were talking about this, is the need to think long game mm-hmm. in whatever you're training yes. and not be thinking, okay, well, I'm a footballer, so I've just got to do quick foot, a- foot yes, action yes, exercises. Correct. And I'm a footballer, so I just got to do... Uh, you know, sprints because yeah. I'm going to be, if yeah. I'm, I'm the striker yeah. or, you know, if, I, if I'm defense, I've got to make sure that yeah. I can run quick. And so I'm just going to do, you know, quick things. It's like, uh, no, you still got upper body. Yeah, but I don't touch the mm-hmm. ball with my upper body. Why would I need to do it? And it's it's really thinking about the, the complete package and Absolutely. and mixing things mm-hmm. up so that your your body doesn't get used to, well, I'm only doing running and mm-hmm. I'm not going to do any weights and, oh, I'm not going to do any body weight exercises and why do I need to do push-ups yes, or sit-ups or mountain climbers mm-hmm. or burpees? It's like, no, no, no. You, you need to think variety. And I yes. think sometimes we forget about this. Yeah, definitely. And in terms of like running faster, it's all about developing force. Yeah. The stronger you are, the more force you've got to produce to be able to run faster. Right. Stro- so the quicker you are, the, the, the obviously the advantage you're going to get from it. Um, the stronger you are, the easier the golf shot is the, the the harder you can hit the ball. Right, it's as simple as that. Um, it is variety and and changing things and not becoming setting your your, your training. And, and our bodies remember everything too. Yes. It's kind of weird, isn't it? Yes. Like they just get used to it, and you'll see it if you're say if you only do spinning classes. Mm-hmm. Let's say, and which is fine. Spinning's got some variety in it. But if you're just you you know your body knows when you're hitting. If you're doing a full class, yeah. when you're hitting <clears> the the thirty eight minute mark. And you've gone through, you know, so many yes. you know, speed cycles and this and that. And you're you're doing up and you're doing a sprint and you're standing up and sprinting. Your body knows, okay, we're, we've only got about six minutes left. Because you've done the same workout or the same yes. timing over and over again mm-hmm. in the same formula. Different song, maybe different activities. Yeah. But it's same volume of time, same cadence in a minute. Yeah. and Your body knows. Yes, and it's yes, like... Yes. <sighs> Starts to get to the end and then when you... Yes, correct. And then... so. I had the conversation with someone the other day, and it was just, it was talking about. Um, she she says to me like, "I'm I'm doing the same thing day in day out, and it just becomes it's become easy." Is this Doctor Jenny me. you were talking? To? No, it was it's, not. Because I was going to say she 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 outed you on yes. Insta saying, "Yeah, I got I got to I got to Kev just to get yes, a little bit of training in, and he right. hurts me." Yeah, she <laughs> called like, me out on there. So uh, for, this over it was another lady, and okay. she just spoke about like. She does the same thing day out, day, yeah. day in, day out. And I said, okay. She said, is that bad for me? I said, no, it's not bad for you. You're still, you know, she goes six times a week. She goes 40 minutes or 30 minutes, 40 minutes in there. Yeah. She does 15 minutes on the treadmill. She does the rest of it doing weights. Okay. I said, no. On the machines? On the machines. Oh, yeah, okay. okay. Yeah. So I said, it's not going to be hot. It's not bad for you. But what you've got to remember is that your body adapts to every stimulus placed on it. Right. So, as you said, then at thirty-eight minutes, it knows in the sick in in the um, spinning class that I'm coming to the end. My muscles that are unconditioned to work forty-five minutes, yeah. and then it's then okay. Well, I have to change. I just said to her, variety is what you need. You need in your workout. So if you're doing, she says, I'll do fifteen reps, twenty reps, or whatever it may be on an exercise. So it's quite high reps, yeah. quite low low. Um, low load in the load that she's lifting. Yeah. So she's she's doing the same thing. She says, oh, and I just feel the same every day, day in day. I said, you need progressive overload. It's you need to be like 
I would need to change after I would say keep it the same program for six weeks then you might want to change and week to week you're increasing the weight or you're increasing the sets or you're reducing the recovery the recovery time and then after six weeks you probably your body then needs new exercises placed on it so in terms of so she was on 50 20 reps I said well why don't you go heavier because you're in the muscular endurance area there so why don't you go heavier and just increase the load but then that counteracts with you need to increase the recovery time in between, so mm. you're ready to lift the weight. Oh, okay, yeah, so okay. then it becomes yeah. So then it's more hypertrophy, which is more like a muscle development, yeah, like lean muscle. But she said, "I'm not going to get too big, am I?" I said, "Everyone's scared of that, right?" I said, especially if the it was that easy, then I'd be henches <laughs> anything sat here, wouldn't I? You know, sat <laughs> here. If it was that easy, I said, yeah. "Don't worry about you know you'll develop lean muscle, but it won't be that you'll." look big for it it'll just more yeah. densify the muscle in, yeah. in around the area and it'll battle against it'll change you know it'll uh, reduce the fat and build the muscle but yeah. in a in a denser way so you look better and um, but i said in order to grow and you need to be taking consuming a lot of protein per day and yeah. it's all nutri- nutrition which grows the body coinciding with lifting heavy weights so i said don't worry about that so go with heavier hypertrophy range 10 to 12 but then the recovery time is increased 60 seconds 90 seconds mm-hmm. anywhere in between that and the hypertrophy what i mean is 10 to 12 reps around that range and a good way of looking at it in a layman's terms is like just think i'm getting to 10 11 reps um on a scale of one to ten eight, nine, ten. You know, you're exerting yeah. at them levels, yeah. not at three and four, because then you're not really going to get the results right. of, of in that desired rep range and the outcomes that you're looking for. Um, then you may stay in that zone. You may stay in that rep range for six weeks. So you've gone from 12, 12, 15 plus, then you go into a phase of, hypertrophy 10 to 12 reps mm. then the next phase in six weeks might become a general strength okay. six to eight reps and then it becomes ah. recovery time needs to be longer the load needs to go up so over 75 percent of your one rep max which is in the basic terms just keep going heavier uh, heavier <laughs> and eight <laughs> nine ten is your exertion levels okay in there you do another six weeks block then it becomes into max strength, and then you go four to six reps. You're having three, four, five minute recoveries in between your heavy lifts, yeah. which could be a squat, a lunge, and then you still have your um, assistance exercises where you're doing ten, twelve reps, which are going to help with their main exercises. Yeah. But um, you've got then a phase of max strength where the focus is on max strength, and then the next phase goes into power where it's like one to three reps, ah, three okay. to five, and then you convert the strength into power. Yeah. Developing the force to be produced as quick as possible. And then that's a nice um, systematic way of of going through the phases. So you need a trainer up. though. You need, I mean, you, yeah, could, you could do this yourself. Uh, but K-Fit's training. That's yeah, what yeah, yeah. <laughs> K-Fit's training. F-I-T-Z training. <laughs> yes. K-Fit's training. But... But no, but seriously, you, you want, I mean, look, you can do this yourself. Anyone could do this. Mm -hmm. You could do it on a piece of paper, but it makes a lot of sense to have that trainer who's working with you in those blocks and, and tweaking it. I mean, it's the tweak that you're going to help me with or help your clients with to say, okay, yeah, we're ready now. And, and, and and what you're seeing is you've got that overall program, but then it's broken down into like micro cycles. So it's like, okay, week one, 
we're at three sets, week two, four sets, week five, we keep at four sets, but we increase the load. Week six, unload, deload. You've had a big, stressful, heavy, free loading weeks. We're going to unload you. Your fatigue levels drop. You're ready for your next block program mm. at a higher level of performance and also ready because it's going to be the intensity will go up again yeah. uh, and maybe the volume as well. So that's where the trainer comes in and helps him. But you could always you could always stay in a hypertrophy range, which is 10 to 12 reps. Yeah. But again, it becomes the variety and changing and overloading mm. it and adapting the, the workouts day to day, week to week, and, 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 and constantly changing things. Keep... I wouldn't say change the exercises because if you keep changing the exercises, you won't get the outcomes that you're trying to achieve. So right. I would say maybe keep, this, have, keep the group, keep the group, manipulate the reps, manipulate uh, the volume, manipulate okay. the sets. So there's a lot of things you can change up so you don't yeah. get bored with while uh, doing the same that, things. She, the, the lady I spoke to when I told her why didn't you do this and this, and she was like, you, you could, she was like, oh, I can't wait to go tomorrow now. Yeah. You know, because she'd got into a rut of doing the same thing day yeah. out. And then. And you walk into that gym, you walk into there and say, okay, I'm just going to do the same thing. And it's boredom <sighs> then, isn't it? Yeah. So, number one, it's not going to affect her doing the same thing day out. Day out. It will keep her healthy, it will keep her active, which is great. But in terms of progression, this is what I said to her you need to change things. You need to make it progressively a little bit harder, a little bit. Um, more difficult in in and how you do it could be do this 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 as we just mentioned and she was like whoa new lease of life sort of like you could see it in it like you know okay oh i can't wait to go tomorrow <laughs> so, so just little tweaks is definitely don't just um stagnant your training don't do the same thing week in week out try if you want to progress you need to change your training there we go. after a set period the block of training and try and keep the same exercises day to day, try or week to week, try and progressively overload, whether that's the weight, the sets, or the recovery time could be reduced. They're all that. There we go. And that's it. That's success according to, yeah. to Kev Fitzsimmons. Yes. At K Fitz with a Z <laughs> training. It's that simple. It's that simple. <laughs> I, you know, we still got more stuff on the list. Yeah, We're going to roll it over yes, the next time. Definitely, definitely. And, and of course, you've been listening to Kev. You got some questions, you got some comments, you got something you want to fire at them. Podholics with a K at gmail.com. Send us your questions yeah. and we'll bring them onto the show. It's yes. that simple. And, and always, I always learn something. It's always fun. Thank you very much, Ken. No, my pleasure. Always a, um, always a pleasure to be here. At Good K, fun. At, at K Fitz, Fitz training. training. <laughs> at K Fitz training. Find them on Instagram. Yeah, definitely. And any advice, uh, any questions you may have, I can help you, give you give you a bit of advice and recommendations there going we go. forward. Yeah. Have a good one. Talk to you again Thank soon. you very much. Find us here, however you're listening to us. You obviously know where to get us. We're coming to you from the Rove Hotel downtown Dubai's Epic Podcast Studio. We're going to do it all again real, real soon. Thanks for listening. Share the link. So long for now.